Hello, uh, and welcome to episode five of the Mythlosophy podcast. Um, this is part two uh, with Lucy. And uh, yeah, the intro this week is being done inside. Because um, last week's one, although the finished article was beautiful and it looked really lovely, what you didn't see was the the rain cloud that erupted halfway through doing a recording. So me having to kind of shut it all down and take cover and the long walk to actually find a good place to to do it to get that kind of you know finished article um so yeah i think i'll i I think i'll check the weather better next time before i decide to do one outside so anyway today uh this 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 week's one is 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 inside um so yeah this this is part two with lucy um we talk about we 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 talk more about forest school and how it actually works. We talk about uh, things called schemas, which is kind of how um, the kind of education is based around these set um, yeah set schemas because you have certain groups of people that are good at you know this and I won't I won't, I won't give too much away, but it's it's all in the conversation. Um, yeah, we also um, talk about uh, yeah that. The fact that you know it's not just a small class size. You know, you know, forest school can be done um, with like a you know a sort of larger number of people as well. Um, and we also towards the end talk a bit about um, taking stuff out of your comfort zone and um, and yeah, doing stuff like uh, Lucy does an improv class, which I went to, um, which was just out of this world fantastic, and it was yeah, pretty pretty frightening. You know, going. Um, amongst a new a new group of people um, and doing something completely different, you know, putting yourself, you know, really out there, laying yourself bare. Um, so yeah, but no, it was it was it was really fun, and it's uh, it's a really fun kind of thing to do. So yeah, we we chat a bit about that too. Um, I just just before um, recording this, I just watched a uh, a YouTube video um, as a part of trigonometry. Um, which was it was by Zuby and um it was he was he was he was talking about the black lives matter movement um and he was giving a bit of a different slant on on kind of like how it was run and what their effect is with words and the rhetoric they're using and um you know i think i think if you're if you're interested in in the movement because it is very topical as to you know what's going on right now um, and you, you know, you, you've got a spare hour. Um, I would, I would highly recommend giving it a watch because it, it just gives you a different kind of yeah view or slant on, you know, what's going on. Because you know, people are very quick to have this kind of knee-jerk reaction and get very emotional, and you know, um, yeah, just, just literally kind of sort, sort of like jump on the bandwagon. And it's, it's almost done without thought and without logic and without. You know, taking a step back and and you know looking at looking at the movement for what it is and and, who, and who's running it and um yeah I mean honestly if if you've if if you've got a spare hour uh, type in Zuby the problem of Black Lives Matter um, it's on Trigonometry's YouTube channel um, and yeah it it covers all everything I've just said plus the this, this idea of freedom of speech and I think I said about the rhetoric and the words so. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth uh, a listen because uh, yeah, it's very current at the moment. 
Um, and also this week watched a film called The King of Staten, which is uh, much more kind of lighthearted and very witty and very funny. I don't, I, I don't generally find um, American sort of humour or comedy funny, just because it doesn't doesn't really mix with my my personal uh, thing of what I find funny. But this one's got a lot of wit in, and it's very well written. And um, so yeah, that's another good. Uh, I think it came out this year at some stage. I think so. Yeah, I'd highly recommend um, watching that too. Um, yeah, this 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 conversation, this this part two. Um, as I mentioned last week, the the um, video cut out, so um, it will be there will be a YouTube element to it, but it will just be um, yeah, like like the logo with like a voiceover on it. So um, yeah, if you do, if you do fancy um, yeah, watching it, then you still can do. However, um, with the audio, there'll also be a lovely song at the start, and we're continuing the the kind of theme of Gregory Porter. And the song is called Painted on Canvas, and it just really fits in well with, yeah, the talk on forest schools and children, education and um, creativity. And, yeah, it just is, again, his voice is just like velvet. So, um, yeah, I do hope you enjoy the song and the podcast. And, yeah, I just hope you're having a lovely week. And, yeah, thank you for tuning in. And, yeah, thank you very much. We are like children, we're painted on canvases, picking up shades as we go. We start off with gesso, brushed on by people we know. Watch your technique as you go. Step back and admire my view. Can I use the colors I choose? Do I have some say what you use? Can I get some green? And some blues were made by the pigment of paint that is put upon our stories are told by us. Like Motley and Bearden, these masters of peace and life, layers of color and time. Step back and admire my view. Can I use the car? children Oh, we're just like children We're just like children We're painted on canvases Admire Admire my view. We're just like children, like children, like children, like children, like children. So your your actual forest sc- schooling, mm-hmm. how d- uh, like 
how how does it work in terms of not like not like next to a curriculum or next to um yeah yeah i don't know how does it how, how does it work is it a monday to friday thing is it like a okay after school thing or so um, get involved in it how do people yeah there are many ways of working with forest school from home educated children might form a group and come to me and say can you do something with us every tuesday morning for a term yes i can do that um children whose parents are frustrated by the normal schooling system they might not have funding yet because they're autistic and they're getting tested or whatever find normal school tricky might come every week to do a whole morning outside with me and so they can cope with the rest of the week at school so there's that kind of thing Mm. so yesterday for example beginning of term four went for a lovely walk with this guy so we could put a plan together for the term because i i'm saying to him frogs and toads are migrating at the moment so that they can um do their frog spawn thing where they were born um but also birds nesting lots of bird song at the moment so do you want to do about birds bird song so i had a whole bag full of these birds that you squidge and they sing and books and binoculars and all sorts and he's like no just want to go for a walk so well on the walk we decided we'd walk further down into the valley next to the canal then we spotted the river then we spotted the canal was flowing one way the river was flowing the other way so we could do science we do history so which came first and which is man-made and why were they built so geography history we do all sorts of singing and rhymes so that's using words and language we work things out in terms of science and maths so that's one example of one guy who comes to me because he finds the schooling system frustrated Um, I also work inside schools so schools um, have sometimes parents associations that put money together because schools are finding funding really constraining at mm. the moment it's really it's really quite important i think i mean it's, it's just it just goes against everything i've ever known in in terms of what an education could and should be mm. because like when you when you try and so that person you spoke of mm. when you try and fit him into the mm. parameter or yeah. the box and he yeah. goes actually no no it's not yeah. my not my bag and then yeah. and then and then he comes to someone like you yeah where you go okay what what is your parameter yeah let's 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 build it around you yeah and i think that is the most i i i just think i just think why isn't why why isn't it all like that why isn't it all tailored to to the to, to the individual yeah just just the individual and and, and what their interests are and what yeah. their beliefs are and, well people argue not forest school people but people argue that there aren't enough teachers to do that for each child well i've run groups of 30 children really yeah so i will get parents involved because obviously you have to have a ratio of adults to to children fine we can do that because we can get parents involved i usually get um a a ta or a teacher as well and with okay there is a lesson plan because you've got a lot of children because uh, and you need to consider 
quite a few different angles. But once you've got that, literally takes 10 minutes to write that one up. So you arrive with the right equipment and the right kind of plan in your head. But what you can quickly do with a class of 30, um, we all have schemas. When we're born, we have preferred patterns of behavior. And we also have preferred learning patterns as well. So that's visual, auditory, whatever, kinesthetic. So that, that I know that teachers get trained in, but I'm not sure if they get information in their teacher training about schemas. So it's S-C-H-E-M-A. So you were born with a preferred pattern of behavior. So you would do an activity that would give you a lot of pleasure, like um, trajectory, holding sticks, playing with sticks, making lines with sticks, going down a slide, climbing back up again, water, because it creates a straight line. You'd want to get involved with that water because you want to touch the water. You want to then get drain pipes and gutters and set up your own little system. You could have lined up your cars and got them to all go in lines or you like train tracks. So that's just one schema trajectory. There are six main schemas. So a forest school trained leader would quickly see what children are interested in moving things, transporters, envelopers, So wrapping things up and um, covering things over, maybe digging things in. So envelopers. um, And they would set up the activity for that forest school session so that those six main um, categories were taken care of. So, for example, building a den. You would have your lovely trajectory people collecting all the sticks Uh, because they're loving sticks because they're straight lines Mm. Um, then you'd get transporters taking the sticks and moving them to where you're building the den you'd get perhaps the envelopers covering with the tarpaulins and tying down and you get connectors perhaps putting all the sticks up together so they're getting that lovely connecting thing rotation and circulatory are the other ones so you can think of An activity that covers all those schemas so all of those children are happy, Mm. contented. Nourished in some way. Nourished. Well, what happens is endorphins are released when they are in that activity and then you teach them, when they're open like that and you teach them a few real gems, I teach green breathing, how to calm yourself down or how to negotiate using language or whatever... So you can put little gems in at that time and they will never forget that. And then you've got to be careful. You've got to be really, really responsible. Um, But that's how one leader can manage a large group Mm. and they're all getting the things that they need, more or less, Mm. that I don't think teachers consider in a classroom. And if I think about the education, how it is today... You're expecting four-year-olds to sit on a carpet in a small group without fidgeting, without fiddling, without poking the person next. Stop moving, stop breathing. Not talking. Stop doing everything. So not having, expressing how they want to express. It's mad, isn't it? So no wonder lots of people... ADHD. ...end up, well, getting labelled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people get told, you can't do art, you can't sing, you're no good at sports. I've had so many 
adults come to me and teenagers saying, I've no, I've not ever done that since, or I haven't bothered about it, I haven't put my whole self into that activity, thinking that I can't do it because that one person with that one sentence it's traumatizing, isn't it? Really, yeah, it's traumatizing. So it's fascinating when I get people in here. So I've just had a group: two guys, one engineer, one civil servant, told certain things, and th- these are guys who retired, so sixty-five plus told certain things when they were children and haven't yeah, revisited. Sticks, eh? And they come and do this sort of art where they can, what do you mean I can just do how I want to do it? You mean, and look at the colour I'm using. Within week two, they're saying, right, I want to do this and I want to express myself in this way. And they have this huge opening, which can be traumatic mm. because they start to process things they might have had a lid on for years. It could years be and years and years that well. they engage with so many different positive things in their life because they're allowing themselves. They've got they've reconnected with themselves. They all that lovely stuff happens. So yeah, school school as it is today is not ideal. It does it it does quash creativity, doesn't it? It does yeah. really suppress it. And you know, do you know if you if you if you think about the origins of education. Back in the Victorian times, Industrial Revolution, it was perfect because you needed people to have breakfast at eight and then 12 and then three and then go home and then, you know, just do that constantly. But the world has moved on so much since then. Yeah. And the education system that we have as a whole hasn't moved on at all. And the the creativity that you spoke of uh, and about about feeling and Mm -hmm. about, you know, just doing it, it it just isn't allowed to flourish. Yeah. And that is, I think, the most... uh, depressing thing actually about it yeah totally i know victorian time they needed to make um education work for them so that when people came out of that education they followed the rules and they were used to being controlled and they didn't want them to think too far they wanted them to do a certain job in fact industrial revolution killed creativity in individuals because uh it wasn't encouraged and we're still using that same education system today 2020 whereas my children are saying to me okay i want to be able to do a job that no one even knows exists yet Ooh, some so i have a daughter imagination who's doing art physics and psychology a levels with lots of other bits and pieces in between. Wow. Like she works in the local pub. She volunteers at a hospice. She used to come out and do lots of forest school with me. That's going to, that's, that's, a, that's going to, it's good. It's and, good. And, and I just good think good because a lot of people are coming out of university going, okay, now what? They haven't, they had not been encouraged to use creativity, use their skills, use the belief that what's making them curious is interesting enough to the outside world mm. and is going to pay them. But we are going through a massive time of change at the moment. So we are going to need more individuals with their imagination and creativity than we can imagine at the moment. So the education system really does need to wake up and understand how debilitating they are making the future because they are squashing and quashing people's own original 
ideas, their own, they're, they're not being allowed to nurture their, their, instincts, in, their yeah. uniqueness. Mm. Yeah, agreed. So in an, uh, I was thinking about this yesterday. If I had all the money in the world, the first thing I would do is try and create nature and creativity centers mm. where people can go most of the time um children people struggling with life whatever it is and get involved with musicians gardeners um chefs uh there are so many ways of being creative it's not just with a paintbrush and a piece of charcoal um outside spaces creating buildings or solutions even and mix it with a really good dose of being outside mm. getting your vitamin d learning about hedgerows plants what are good for us to eat at this time of year yesterday i wrote something about um wild garlic it's just coming out oh yeah yeah making mm. pesto pesto butter just freeze the butter yeah oof putting that out there saying you know trying to encourage people get out there and pick stuff because we've lost the nous to be able to look after ourselves and go and pick some mint if you've got tummy ache go and pick some mint and drink some mint tea because mm. that's going to help you S most of us don't know those things so i think in an ideal world if we had centers i don't know what they would be called um but a good mix of mother nature getting outside so therefore being physical stop going to the gym and things like that walk <laughs> climb things climb a tree figure out how to swing in a in a in a rope on a rope swing mm. and figure uh, i don't know there are so many amazing things that children no, just no, can go sorry, out and do i'm going to stop you there and say actually <laughs> i think the thing to do is get on a treadmill and just <laughs> run on the spot pretending as if you're yeah. doing running in yeah. this um and look i've got box. a screen in front of me well, yeah, so i can look can at the, the money markets yeah. and decide where i want to buy That's my shares later why why would you want to go for a run in the fields and uh you know maybe get a bit of rain on you and smell yeah. smell these beautiful smells yeah no, no, the, the gym is the place to be yeah let me tell you yeah. people people are, i i i had a guy yesterday literally say to me so so do you go to the gym do you I was like, no, <laughs> I cannot stand that place. Yeah. No way. I, know. I, I don't, I don't, it's crazy. I don't, I don't really do running. I, 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 I do walking, but it, it's just, it's just, a di it's just a completely different sensory experience going yeah. for a walk out in nature in the woods. You yeah. know, there's. How about with another person? So you oh, can yeah. connect with a human being at the same time. Right, right, right. Not just with your headphones. So you're in yeah. this little, you know. Yeah. Mm. How about even walk with a group of people so that you can all bounce ideas off each other and the energy will flow really nicely and you'll have this amazing experience and come back. You might arrive thinking, God, I'm knackered and I've had enough. And at the end of like, even if it's just an hour, that green therapy, fresh air, vitamin D, sunshine, rain, whatever it is, people or not people, go and sit with a tree. Mm. Um, there, are, there are figures, if you want figures, that say after 15 minutes of sitting with a tree outside, your cortisol levels have gone down. So that's Ooh. the stress hormone. Mm. And if you dig or just get your hands dirty with earth, there is uh, an enzyme 
that um, gets into your system and releases endorphins. Wow. So how cool is that? So you could sit with your tree for 15 minutes playing with the earth in your fingertips and you don't need to do anything else. It doesn't cost you anything. You don't need to be a certain somebody or a type or whatever. Just go and do that and you'll feel better and want to engage more with life. And I find the more stuff like that I do, the more alive I feel mm. and the more like, okay, now what? what? What can I try next? And things will shift in my life somehow. I don't know how. So that I can try out that new thing. Yeah. And then someone comes to ask me about it. So I get to think about it and articulate and explain. Mm. And then it makes it real. And then it happens. It's like when you, when you when you told me about the about you doing the improv class. Yeah. And the whole time I was just like, <gasps> that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's It was so scary the first time I went. I haven't acted since I was at school. And... I got to a point in my life where I just wanted to be silly again. So I thought, right, this has got to be it. And it is. It's just the best. The funniest thing the other week was me sitting in a chair. Someone else was my hands and arms. And um, it was a ridiculous conversation subject that I was given to talk about. While this person was then gesticulating, pretending that they were me. And it was, I was literally, I had tears streaming down my face because it was so funny. And it was so good to just be, I guess, a kid. Silly. Silly. And not care. Because mm. everyone's in the same boat. Everyone in that room is in the same boat. Everyone has to be silly. Yeah. Not care what anyone thinks because no one is pointing a finger and judging me and that's and i think i think i think i think that's the key as well is 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 just every now and then just put yourself in a situation where you're not going to be judged and, you, and you're not going to be amongst people who judge you and if you don't if you don't take yourself too seriously yeah and if you are afraid to stumble and fail and yeah. just try things and try something new yeah and e even if it doesn't really work the fact you've actually just done it i mean i mean that surely surely that can only do good things really I yeah think. i did a i did a um a a laughter yoga session at a festival. Very nice. And that was interesting. Okay. That was you having to lose all your inhibitions um, about what people thought of you because you were you were playing tennis while doing the noise of a saxophone. Or something. Okay. And it was just stupid, yeah, yeah, yeah. But brilliant. Or yeah. you were sort of going around the circle as as a bike, and you yeah. were like, just one thing, just don't crash into anybody. And so yeah. you were like. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. completely stupid. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone's doing it. Yeah. It's fine. It's mm. great. Yes. And and there is there is there there is a beautiful um uh scientific bit with laughter yoga in that your your mind and your body doesn't know the difference between a fake laugh and a real laugh. Okay. So you could be yeah, you know, just just laughing because someone else is laughing, but your your body is still releasing all the same endorphins. Yeah. And that is just a, That's gotta be good. a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's got to be good. Yeah. So how did you feel after your laughter yoga? Oh, great. Uh, so, so great. The fact that I'd like laughed so much. Mm -hmm. Great. The fact that I had been in a group with, with people I didn't know at a festival. Yeah. And every, so every day after that, I'd, I'd see someone from the group and yeah. then we'd, we'd, we'd talk about the experience. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. it was enhancing conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, for in 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 many different avenues, it was it was it was a beautiful experience. Yeah, it was. 
Mm. Now I love my improv stuff. Yeah. That's kind of like a new thing for me. And I also sing in a folk choir, which is really nice, actually. We do, it's, um, this is Birch Tree Folk Choir. Mm. And it's about not just singing. It's about, because uh, we do a visualization at the beginning for a good 10, 15 minutes. So you really chill. You really let your body relax. And then when we're singing, when we're singing together, the folk songs are traditional, written about real life, and sometimes, well, quite often, hard bits of life, like Ooh. death, okay. drowning, hard bloody work. I've had another baby and I've had too many. <laughs> <laughs> and it, so so it's those great like human yeah. uh, difficulties or you know we all know what it feels like all those tough times and it's they they quite often local so it's keeping that tradition going that story going about how that uh came about um and at the end we kind of we do another visualization so we're silent but we thank each other inside our heads for singing together and we then f obviously feel that thanks come back to us for us being part of that group and I've been in many different choirs this choir is different I've been part of it for just over a year now and it's different in that I know every single one of those people that I sing with quite well that I can have a laugh with I can support when you're singing in a group. I don't know if you've ever done that, but qu people quite often look down. They don't look eye contact, don't connect. But we're encouraged that if we don't connect with our eyes and therefore really take in the people around us and what's going on, we don't make such a beautiful sound. But if we connect in that way, we really can see and sense, oh, God, I've got to slow down or I'm singing too loud so that we can be more of a whole. Mm. And I I can't put my finger on it, what, what happens. But I feel really well nourished and really held and loved when I walk out of that door at the end. And that's just an hour and a half of singing bit of closey eye virtualiza virtualization, mm. visualization. I did put on a goggly virtual reality thing the other day, which was... Oh, how'd you find that? Yeah, kind of interesting, but I quite like this reality. I, yeah, I know. This one's fine, thank you. And I felt a little bit like discombobulated when I took them off and I didn't... My feet went a bit funny. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan, I have to say. I, there, was, there, were, there, were, there were a couple of kids at the school who, who brought that in for lunchtime and played it. And first of all, it looks strange fact this dude is like you know yeah. just waving about and then do uh and then but then yeah this is not it's not real yeah 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 it's not but the singing real. stuff oh that's good okay Th thinking about headphones and you watching you go like that reminded me of the silent discos oh that's fun been to a silent disco that's interesting they're good aren't they that's really good yeah, but yeah. so but so strange when you take your earphones off yeah and everyone's just kind of tapping and yeah. there's a little That is good. It's that is amazing. funny. Yeah, that is funny. I think. Do you know what? I think. I think. I think anything that goes against the the norm of your experience, so yes. the norm of your day, the norm of your yeah, 
the fact that you're at a concert or, or at a disco. Yeah. But there's no actual noise. That yeah. is something quite freaky yeah. and quite like, oh, this is different. You know, any, anything that pushes those different boundaries. I think contrast, difference. That's ah, what, yeah. that's cause sort of like brings me right back to the beginning when saying, I was talking yeah, yeah. about the art. What gets my attention, I think, not just visually and therefore, oh, I'd like to run back and paint that. But just in life, things that are different and contrast to the norm get my interest mm. and i think i would say that for for human beings and if you step into that difference that's where we feel oh this is interesting and i think we all need a little bit of that regularly to feel that life's okay yeah yeah i could carry on for hours and hours but i think that is a beautiful i think that feels good not to tie I think that's because I feel like just expressing these thoughts out loud has given me quite a lot to feel and mm. think about. So, yeah, that's just, it feels like a really rich place to stop and like sip a cup of tea. And yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I'm going to put it on the spot now, but if you would like to do this again, I would love it because I think there's so much more to happen. But we can talk about that later. I would love to do it again. But I feel right now, it's like, have you ever gone around a museum and you know you've had point. enough? You, you haven't done two floors yet, yeah, but yeah. You've, you've done enough. The you can't floor, take any more in. The first floor's good. That's where I am. First floor. Let's go and Don't get need to go anywhere else. Thank you. Bye, museum. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. That was so good. You're welcome. Oh, my God, that was great. <laughs> Thank you. Great. Ooh. Beautiful. <laughs> that was so good. Was it good? Yes. Oh, that's really good. I think the sun's on my side today. I got a lease of life, I feel okay. Need to call around, get them all out, jump in the car and get on the way. Cause there's love and the strength in numbers. They can try, but they're never gonna run us down. Down. Speak as loud, it's like we're on a come up. Fifth gear, but they're never gonna race us. Down, down. I'm alive on a high blue skies. There's nothing better. Hands up, we're on a ride. Hold tight, we're laughing together. Ooh, we light it up and ooh, we can't be stopped. And oh, can't hear us coming. Oh, we take off and keep it running, running. We take off and keep it running. Oh. Take a stop at the riverside, crack them open, pass around the light. Breathe it in and out, bring our gods down. Yeah, this is ours for the day and the night. Cause there's love and the strength in numbers. They can try, but they're never gonna run us down, down. Speak as loud, it's like we're on a come up. Fifth gear, but they're never gonna race us down.